Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is adding a playoff format for their championship, and people are not happy. We'll talk about that, plus a bunch of the schedules and more. Let's go. It's Friday, December 9th. I'm Justin Feather. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. It's been a bit of a wild 24 hours around PRI. I uh, ran my mouth yesterday about breaking news being less of a thing, and it kind of got crazy uh, afterwards. So here's what we're going to do. On this episode, we're going to talk Lucas playoffs, a bunch of the schedules, got a little bit of driver news, and then I'm going to do a second bonus episode later today around the World of Outlaws news from this morning and the way they're going to structure their platinum agreement for next season. So stay tuned for that one later on if you want to know my thoughts about that. All right, I kind of figured today's show would be all about the schedules. We got to see maybe a few other scattered news bits. And then Lucas decided to go and set the Dirt Lay Model world completely on fire. We'd already seen their schedule a few weeks ago, but what got everyone buzzing was their championship format announcement. For 2023, they're adding more than $470,000 to their end of season point fund to bring it just north of a million dollars total. That's great. Everybody happy. But then they also announced they're going to a playoff-style system to crown their champion. Think like NASCAR, but even longer. So here's how it works. From the first race at Golden Isles on January 26th up until the Show Me 100 on May 27th, teams will be jockeying for a top 15 spot in the standings. That's the first cutoff, with those top 15 teams sharing 16 grand in bonus money. Then, between the Show Me 100 and the Diamond Nationals on July 15th, you need to get into the top. 12. That's the second cutoff. Those 12 will again share an additional 16 grand in bonus money. We'll then cut down to eight teams on August 26th at Port Royal, another 18,000 in bonus money split between them. And finally, Lucas will cut down to four in advance of the Dirt Track World Championship that is moving to Eldora. Those four teams will split 16 grand in bonus money. They'll have their points reset. And then all four will have an equal chance at the title at Eldora. So basically, whoever finishes in front of the other three will be the champion. And the champion will earn $200,000 from the $935,000 point fund, plus the additional sixty-six dollars in bonus money for each round. That brings us to just a little over a million dollars total. So there are the details. Now let's get into the reaction. It's just bad, all of it. The replies to the tweet are like 99% negative. The Facebook comments on the announcement are a complete cesspool. Just bad. Which brings me to my first thought here. This change feels really tone deaf. I understand what they're trying to do, pump in some more cash, maybe draw some more quality teams, but this was never going to be viewed well by the fan base. The drivers are saying all of the right things. You saw comments from Hudson O'Neill and Tim McCready. They're saying how exciting it's going to be. And, you know, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But as expected, it's all being compared to NASCAR, which a lot of the dirt lay model crowd has grown to hate. And I know that because I worked in NASCAR. I and a lot of people could have told them this before they went this direction. And someone texted me after the announcement yesterday and said, dirt racing is just NASCAR, but 20 years ago. And they aren't far off in a lot of instances. My other thought here, though, is there is definitely a lot of bluster and angry people on social media. But will it actually affect anyone's behavior? Probably not. Even though there's all of this hate on social media, nobody really cares about Dirt Late Model Championships anyway. I literally sell a t-shirt about it for that reason. So why the hell does anyone care if Lucas goes to a playoff format? As I've been told multiple times by a lot of people, the big money races are the only thing that matter in Dirt Late Model Racing. 
So feel free to leave your thoughts on the Lucas Big River Steel Chase for the Championship in the comments below. And that's one other criticism. We couldn't find something other than Chase for the Championship. They were just begging for the NASCAR-themed backlash with that one. All right, moving on to other stuff from Thursday at PRI. We talked uh, yesterday briefly about the full-time Word of Outlaws late model field starting to shape up. We know for sure that Tanner English, Boom Briggs, Max Blair, and Peyton Freeman are all in. We can add to that Iowa driver Todd Cooney and Chris Madden. If you don't know who Cooney is, he's well known around Iowa. He's had a ton of success in IMCA competition between the uh, Super Nationals and National Championships. According to my guy Troy, he's got two brand new Longhorn by Wells chassis uh, and four engines ready to go for the season. As for Madden, he's back as a full-timer after a year away. He finished second to Brandon Shepard in 2021 and then spent 2022 racking up some serious cash around the country. Jonathan Davenport got all the attention for his $2 million season, but Madden was near a million dollars himself. He bagged big money wins with the Outlaws, XR, Spring Nationals, Lucas, and at Eldora. And I think he'll be right at the top of the list of the championship favorites when the season starts in January at Volusia. On the schedule front, we got all three USAC calendars yesterday, plus the ASCS. We'll see in the Summer Nationals, the Extreme Outlaw Midgets, Super Dirt Car Series, Hunt the Front Slate we talked about on yesterday's show. We'll start first with USAC. Definitely some changes across their different series. The Silver Crown Series is about what you've come to expect. IRP, Eldora, the big mile races, uh, Toledo, Winchester, you know, some of the pavement stuff. The opening round on April 16th is still a TBA, and we did get the addition of the Belleville High Banks in Kansas. April through October, some solid money along the way, and we'll see if Cody Swanson continues his control over this series. For the National Midgets, there are some changes compared to what we've seen the previous few seasons. First, it does not start in Florida. We'll have to wait until April 21st at Kokomo to see uh, the first USAC Midget races next season. Uh, the end of the season uh, runs uh, through California is back with Bakersfield, Placerville, Merced, and Ventura all on tap. The BC39 will return, but we don't yet know a date. Um, you'll also get the favorites like Indiana Midget Week, the Four Crown, the Leffler, a couple of nights at Angel Park. There is only one stop at Hobstadt. Uh, there's no big Husets weekend this year uh, and no Port City in 2023. With the Sprint Car Series, um, the changes are kind of sprinkled through the schedule as well. The fall trip out west has been axed completely, so that means no Oval Nationals. You have to wonder if the issues at Paris led to that being left off, and you also have to think about Don Kazarian's public comments about both USAC and Flow Racing that we've talked about in the past on this show. I guess he won't have to worry about USAC or uh, Flo screwing up his races at all in 2023. The two opening nights at Volusia Fort Dirt Car Nationals are non-points. I think that's a, an interesting development there. Uh, and no Cusets for the sprint cars either. We are getting a national show at the Action Track USA in Pennsylvania, which should be absolutely wild. The Corn Belt Clash in Knoxville is back in June, and the season now ends at Red Dirt Raceway in Oklahoma. There are, uh, are also still three TBAs to be worked out on that schedule. Uh, and since we're on the subject of non-wing, the Extreme Outlaw Midgets reve uh, revealed a 34 race calendar, which is substantially larger than it was in its first season. $80,000 point fund races uh, from March through October. And the best part in all of this is there's no conflicts with the Extreme Outlaw Midgets and the USAC National Midgets. Teams can run for both championships and something like nearly 70 nights. I think that's a big upgrade for midget competitors. Some of the extreme shows are co-sanctioned with Power Eye, and except for a PA trip and a stop at Millbridge in North Carolina, the tracks are very Midwest heavy. I like all of it, though. I think it'll be a good season to be a midget team.
Elsewhere, the Summer Nationals gets even closer to its more traditional look. Uh, 29 races in 33 days across the Midwest, very much condensed. They'll run from June 14th to July 26th, and then, uh, as usual, the Modifieds will close out July 28th and 29th at Fairbury. All 5,000, 10,000 win shows, as we've come to expect, still a few TBAs, a couple of off days, uh, $25,000 to the series champion on that side. The Super Dirt Car Series will open at Volusia for the traditional non-point shows and at World Finals. They've got uh, nearly 30 nights in between. Pretty traditional outside of the return, I think, to Atomic Speedway in late March. But all of the other tracks you'd expect here, including Super Derwick at Oswego, 50 grand to win that one. According to the release, uh, there could be another race or two added here as well. Uh, year two of the ASCS under Terry Maddox has 48 race nights from March 17th through October 28th. Season will open at Devil's Bowl, close at Lake Ozark. Uh, Maddox stuck again with that more condensed version of the series footprint as he did in 2022. I think that seemed to help the teams with some of the travel costs. Uh, hopefully they'll have better luck in 2020, uh, 2023 with the weather and the tires. Uh, obviously, they had their schedule kind of decimated uh, this season. With Blake Hahn supposedly focusing more on 410 racing next year, things for that championship could be much more wide open. And we talked about the Hunt the Front schedule uh, on the show yesterday. We didn't have it yet, but we uh, knew it was coming. They ended up with 17 race nights when they announced it. Eight paid 5,000 to win, two are 7,500 to win. Uh, three are 10,000 to win, and one's 23 grand to win. And there's still three we don't know purse money for. All races uh, around the Southeast as expected. Tracks in Florida, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama. Uh, we'll see what kind of field they can draw and uh, where these shows will end up being streamed. Uh, I do think it's super lame, those people who commented that they're only starting this series so they'll have races to win and run well at. It's just super trolling, flat incorrect. Joseph Joyner had three top fives and six top tens on the national level with XR. He had three Southern All-Star wins in 2022. He had good runs with the Spring and Southern Nationals, the Iron Man series, comp cams. So don't bring that crap into my comments. Uh, one other note for you before we close out this first episode today. Justin Cox will take the reins of the Bates Hamilton 42X next season out in California. Gary Thomas says they will focus on the 24-race NARC schedule, plus add-in shows with the Sprint Car Challenge Tour and at Placerville and Silver Dollar. There are a few items on the streaming schedule through the next couple of days. We've got some indoor action. There's racing down under. The Lucas Banquet is being streamed uh, and more across Flow Racing, Speed Sport, Clay-Per-View, and others. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the, uh, this first show today. Make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. We'll be back in a little bit for round two today discussing the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. If I don't see you back for that one, uh, we'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.